But what do you mean a Jeopardy thing? What, what exactly do you mean by that? What I mean is I have some Jeopardy questions for you to answer. From, from are they a, actually Jeopardy questions or are they just trivia questions? They're real life, actual oh, Jeopardy wonderful. questions. wonderful. I love and, this. And I thought the category would fit you. Now, maybe not. Maybe I'm it's a swing and a miss with the category. It's called Read It or Eat It, where the category is a, a book title uh, with, or food. With, with, with food in it. So, so, so oh, right. I see what you're saying. Yes, yeah, so, dude, so this, I love this. I, the, the fact because regular trivia questions are one thing, but like Jeopardy trivia questions, I especially there's a reason why I want to go on. It's because I'm good at it because they there's like hints. Okay, you know, like they hint to the answer. You don't actually have to know the shit. All right, so uh, these are the real questions. Uh, I have three of them, and this was from an episode about a month ago. So, Wait, are, you, are uh, you giving them to me right now? Right now, oh uh, yeah. You are gotta, we going? You are we live? Up. We are. We're live. Are we we're live? live? Yes, we're we live. are live. Okay. All right, so the category is read it or eat it. Read it or all eat right. it. Uh, the uh, all right. So do you want uh, for? And it was actually the second. Uh, so it's a thousand, twelve hundred, or uh, what is it, sixteen hundred? So we're in double. We're in double. Jeopardy, we're in double. Then. Yeah, it's it's the second. Okay. Round. Uh, yeah. Give me the. Uh, let's just go in in uh, ascending order. Give me the the lowest one first. Uh, okay. the, the easier one first. Easier, okay. Oki heads west. Oki's head west. Oki's Oki's head west is the. It's spell Okies or Ogies. O- what are you no, saying? O-K-I-E-S, like, like Oklahomans, like Oklahoma Okies. I believe that. I believe that's what what Okie stands for. Um. Uh, what is the grapes of wrath? I don't uh, know. Correct. Yes, grapes of wrath. <laughs> oh, total guess. Right, this is uh, why I love Jeopardy because well, I can throw shit at well, the wall. And exactly. Get it right. And uh, but see, you would have had to buzz in time, so buzz I don't know in. if it would have gone. Well, this we're what not is? competing against anyone, but you're right. The buzzer matters. <laughs> hey, I'm giving it to you. That was amazing. Okay. All right. So, uh, all right, for twelve hundred or whatever is the other one. A grandfather tells a story about a town called Chew and Swallow, where food falls from the sky. I mean, this sounds just like that Pixar movie that, um, but that's not a book. So, wait, well, is it? Well, it, well okay. What it, is? It, it, it uh, may not be. What is Cloudy books. with a Chance of Meatballs? Correct. Two for two. Cloudy with a Chance. All right. Uh, Will's uh, going for a chance of a sweep here. Uh, violent gangs of drugs run wild in the streets of an English city. Gangs of what? D r o o g s. Drugs. Violent gangs of droogs run wild in the streets of the of an English city. I mean, I have no idea. I'm just going to go with. Um, I don't even know if I have a guess here. Um, I, I think I think that my buzzer time just ran okay. out. I don't know. So, I got so no answer. I'll, I'll give you a hint. Uh, last year on an episode, I said I really had a problem with this food. You know, do you remember <laughs> when I said I really had a problem with oranges? I thought oranges were overrated. <laughs> no, I don't remember. Yes, I, but I, I still, I still don't know. I still don't know what. Uh, what uh, is a clockwork orange? Oh, uh, yes. okay. You know what's funny is that I've actually there's gonna be a lot of as a someone who kind of prides myself on being a bit of a movie buff have never seen it, and I know that's like a uh, that's a legendary movie by Stanley Kubrick, and I've never actually seen well, that, it. Well, so. you did two for three, so that's good. And you said you're a, a movie buff. I have a question. What is what does it take to be a buff? What does it take uh, to, it's to, like, to become a buff? Well, something. The gr- great question. I think that 
that term basically, if you're a buff of something, you're a bit of a aficionado. I wouldn't say that you, you, it, it's not at the expert level, but uh-huh. it's, it's like, Hey, I, I'm a hobbyist of this, you know, whatever okay. I'm into it. And, uh, and I know a little bit about it. That's, that's what a so, buff so is. So you'd say my cheese buff, right? Cause I know a lot about like my cheddars, my, my Swisses. My yeah, but, uh, you get into a uh, like a weird area when you say you're a cheese buff because that just sounds like you're missing cheese puff, <laughs> and so I don't know that that everyone anyone would uh, describe so, themselves as a so, cheese buff. I certainly don't want to be a cheese puff. <laughs> well, cheese buff sounds equally as weird, I would think. But yeah, I mean, look, I I love the Jeopardy style questions because yeah. I can't tell you how many I get right just by guessing because the the clues you know, have, have good hints. And this is why I want to go on Jeopardy so badly, Tyler. I okay. really do. Okay. So before we get to some college football, obviously we like to hit our pop culture on this show. I've got a quick review. Indeed. I got a quick review. Okay. I watched the black phone uh, the th- this weekend, the black phone, the have black you, phone. Have you heard of the black phone? It's a new uh, horror movie no. with uh, uh, Ethan Hawke. He, he plays this guy. Look up the black phone mask. It's you may recognize it. If you hear, uh, do you have your phone by you? Um, it actually does. When you mention Ethan Hawke, it does sound. Oh yeah, that mask is terrifying. Yeah, dude. So it kind of looks like uh, like old Joker esque. It's 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 pretty freaky, and so it's it's definitely like a supernatural movie, but they don't lean heavy in the, into the in, into a lot of it. But it, it's cool. Give so me the basic plot. Basic plot is uh, Ethan Hawke plays the the main character, the the bad dude. He's called the Grabber. It's in the late 70s. The Grabber. And he's been abducting children and killing them. And uh, this kid can... I'm just going to go off a limb here and say he's not a nice guy. Just nah, based off not, what I've not, heard. Not the, based not, off of what I heard so far. I haven't heard the rest of the plot, but from what you gave me, sounds like not a nice fellow. Not the best guy ever. Uh, he and So he kidnaps and, and kills kids. And so he kidnaps this, this uh, you know, well, I guess it, who would be the main character, this little kid. And he can hear the phone ringing, the black phone, and it's his old victims telling this, like helping this kid kind of get out of the situation and and why, like what they tried, and so mm. they're kind of communicating with him through the whole thing. Um, it's actually ghost ghost children calling th- from a ghost okay. phone to ser- to still alive <laughs> victims. You know what? Maybe we should have like played the trailer or something. That's no, I, I mean. Watch the trailer. I'm, I'm just trying to get every, make sure that I understand. That's all. I'm not yeah. actually like like dumping on the uh, the plot. No, no. You you should watch the trailer. As a matter of fact, here, hold on. What what we're gonna do? We're gonna stop the recording just for two we're seconds. Pause watch, the show. Yeah, yeah pause the show. And, the, and the, for them, it'll be instantaneous. It'll be like that. Just like like that. You know how fast the, stuff happened in show business? Like that. Like that. Yeah, we're That's gonna we're gonna time for. travel yeah. for we're you guys. Time travel. Right, we'll be back the, uh, in three, two, one. Hmm. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, are are we recording are we live we're back we're back yeah not gonna lie as as someone who's really not a big fan of uh of horror movies and scary movies looks good not like i actually am like hmm i want to watch this movie that's the thing is is i don't like uh, horror movies at all it's for sure my least favorite genre uh my fiance is super into it though like strangely i think we need to check that out but uh, no, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, it's but, popular. Popular. <laughs> no, a, lot no, of girl, no. a lot of girls are into being like scared. Yeah, no, thing. no, for sure. Uh, I do it to strange women on the street constantly because <laughs> I'm just convinced that they like it. I, I'm not usually a fan <laughs> though of horror movies, <laughs> but it was awesome, dude. I totally recommend it. It was, it was like just scary enough. Like it wasn't like super like 
a lot of like shocker right. moments. But it's also like kind of like a puzzle weird. movie. Yeah. Uh, it's like an escape movie, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Super cool. like thrilling and oh my God, I was... It, what I will awesome. say is it's really good. If, if, if any of our listeners also pause to go watch the trailer, which I recommend they do, yes. like the first mistake that this kid made who got kidnapped is a guy with a terrifying mask on <laughs> came out of the, the most kidnappy looking van I've ever seen in my life and said, do you want to see a magic trick? And he said, yes. Yeah. So actually like this kid kind of deserves whatever is coming to him because um, you know, if, if, if that wasn't enough to be like, I'm going to run away from, the creepiest van with a guy with a creepy mask on asking me if I want to see a magic trick. trick? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I feel that bad, but you know what? Uh, Interesting that that's Ethan Hawke because like hearing his voice, but not being able to see his face. Like he's usually not a bad guy like that. So yeah, I'm into it. I want to watch the movie. So so give me your review. So uh, we'll we'll do masks uh, out of a hundred masks. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 79 masks. Hmm. 79 masks. Yes. Okay. That's a solid review. That's that's a good review for me. Rounds up to an 80. Yes. Um, That's a very good review. Mm -hmm. So, highly uh, recommend. I'm guessing it's not a super long movie either. No, it's uh, not like hour 40 minutes, I want to say. Something like that. Because, like, usually, usually my beef with horror movies in general is either I think they're super dumb and they're not scary or they'll actually scare me and then I like want to sleep with my light on. You, you know, know what? either way it's it's a lose lose for the, me. That's how it is for me. And and I don't do well with the psychological things. I think way too deeply about it. I I I'm You're looking, a deep thinker. I'm looking around it's, it's when a I fault go, of yours. Plus I live right on this like greenbelt area, kinda spooky at night, a lot of weird stuff going on. Yeah, I guess uh, I'd I'd like to interrupt you and just make note that Tyler <laughs> lives in like the safest neighborhood <laughs> in America where where we grew up. Like nothing bad ever happens. Yeah, yeah you live like on a nice path. There's some like coyotes where people down ride their there, bikes though. and, and walk their dogs. <laughs> yeah. There's no like guys in devil masks. You know, uh, with with creepy vans no, out behind your house. No, but this movie does <laughs> take place in North Denver. Oh no way! Yeah. Well, yeah, we're Southsiders, so of course it would happen to the those dirty Northside people. Southside Denver, yeah. So, um, um, but yeah, no, we 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 actually uh, we have you know college football to talk about. Uh, no Smitty so far. He may join us at some point. I don't know what the I'm update is. I'm not sure is. if he's going to be here. We'll see. He may or may not okay. make it. He was out getting a tan. He was out getting some rays. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, just I hope he put his base. sunscreen on. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think yeah, he went fishing or do you think so he went to a reservoir today? Do you think he went fishing? Do you went to. Uh, I think he was. And my guess is it was like a float type of situation. Mm. Like he was having a float, maybe having a hot dog or two. Wait, 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 wait. When you say float, you mean like ice cream float? No, no, no. Like he like, um, yeah, no, like floating in the water. Ah, like he, floating. he went out with like a well, floaty toy and maybe he was nice floating with an ice cream. Float. Okay. Do you think Ryan is a, like, like a donut floaty type kind of guy? Like where he, he plops down on a big donut and, and chills mm. with some sunglasses on. You think he's a, like a long elongated, like a couch type where you, where you lay down and get comfy kind of floaty hmm. guy. You know, or I do think he's more of like a ring guy, or he just grabbed like four pool noodles and like made his own custom chair. That would be my guess as far as what Smitty's up to in the water. Yeah, he he does get pretty crafty, but uh, he's it seems very, like very crafty. Work. Yeah, yeah not, well. not bad for for old Smith. So hopefully he'll join us. If he, if he doesn't, you know, uh, he'll be here Wednesday for sure. But he, he uh, was the only loser with the picks this weekend, so he's got to speak for himself. I'm glad you brought it up because our picks were were I mean hot. They were you spicy. and I combined went twelve and three. Okay. Um, okay. 
I finally had a really hot uh, weekend to the point where now I'm above 500, which just feels amazing. Um, I oh. got the bet board victory. I now have the bet board lead, and we're going to see how long this lasts because I've I've seen this movie before, Tyler. Yeah, well, uh, the the movie is usually gone. Uh, what, what does he say in Dumb and Dumber? Uh, what happens in the real movie? Oh, he catches up a few miles down and uh, <laughs> <laughs> slits their throats. Slits their throats. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, I don't feel like I've, I don't feel like I've gotten away scot free, but I am up to one on the bet board, which oh. does feel good. I needed that. Did you mean to say scot free? Didn't I say Scott Free? Well, Scott Frost is now free. Okay, oh. maybe that was a little swing and a miss on my part, but uh, a bit of a swing and a miss. Yeah. And look, are the the Nebraska the Cornhusker faithful now? Maybe wishing they had Scott Frost back, based <laughs> off of how badly they were destroyed by Oklahoma on Saturday. Did you see the one guy wearing the uh, higher Urban Meyer shirt? Uh, no, but I mean that guy's smart. Yeah. Um, I think Urban Meyer should certainly be on the short list. Uh, but look, he Oklahoma could get a hell of a place in Lincoln for this for the, some good money. He'd have I think the, a lot like of the, the biggest place the, in town. the grad assistant can probably get a nice house in, <laughs> in Lincoln. I, I haven't actually looked on Zillow to see what the homes are going for there, but uh-huh. yeah, I mean Scott Frost has probably got a hell of a place there in Lincoln. Quite a few corn stalks in his backyard, I would imagine. Mm, um, but. I mean, Oklahoma just completely destroyed them. Uh, they put up 21 points in the second quarter. I they mean, went 40, 49 yeah. to 14. Their defense was dominant. The offense looked super sharp. Uh, so much, it, it was so bad that Nebraska actually fired their defensive coordinator uh, <laughs> yesterday or last uh, night or this morning or whatever. But that's how bad it is. Scott Frost got fired last week, and then they get they almost get a 50 burger put up on them. And now the defensive coordinator is out as well. First of all, our chemistry is so off. I can't wait till you're back in the studio on Wednesday. Like I can't wait until we're it will be nice back together. Yeah, but, we, uh, we can be synced up. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I think that they're just going to fire a, a new coach every weekend. They're just going to save <laughs> one, save one as an excuse every weekend. I mean, yeah. that's exactly what it looks like when a team doesn't show up when a team is quit. Because as we said la- like last weekend, there's a reason, in my opinion. Why Nebraska's been in pretty much every game they played for the last, you know, you know, 20, 25 games. And right. it's because they do have the roster to compete with teams, not necessarily win or, you know, pull away from elite competition. But what mm-hmm. we saw on Saturday was just a team who never showed up, completely didn't want to be there. I mean, just had their will broken immediately. I mean, they were up seven nothing, I guess. But, yeah, they did actually have a hot start. Like the defense came out on fire. That they, they shut down Oklahoma's defense in the first drive, and then I think they scored on one of their first few plays with a big passing play. And, and you know what's funny? And at that is, moment, it was like, oh boy, maybe this is why all the money was on Nebraska and you know hype. And then immediately it just went away. I almost took all the games this weekend that I almost took the on the bedboard against you that I didn't. They a was couple Nebraska. Of, well, one was Nebraska, and then yep. the other we'll get to in a little bit. But yeah, it's. Uh, I'm I'm lucky that we only had one this weekend because you were you were dialed, you were uh, I was dialed. You were I, I was I was uh, on the alpha wave. Is that what they call that when like you're in the zone? I was definitely I think they call that the uh, alpha wave. Yes, <laughs> I was I was zoned. I I was fully in the zone. My picks were hot. I I didn't. I, we just talked about this before we started recording last year. I was giving out a square parlay of the week. 
uh, every week. And I don't know why I forgot to do that this week, but of course I still, of course, bet parlays, uh, every Saturday. Cause that's just, that's what I do for fun. And I one hit this week and I'm bummed that I didn't give one out on the show. Cause it, there's a very good chance with the fact that I went nine and two, that if I had given out a, <laughs> a, a, uh, a parlay based off of my picks, then everyone else could have gotten in on that too. Not wow. that everyone, you know, would have, that's a whole different discussion. Well, not, that, that's what everyone wants to hear is all the money they could have won from you, Will. That's great. Well, Tyler, Just rub it you, in, rub it in. You went away from, you know, your your classical education and you and you did a parlay bet this weekend. Let's I talk did. about that. I did. I had a free bet that was offered to me and I parlayed it up. I went four for five in the parlay. The loser, who Zaher was now, Mississippi State. Here's uh, what I, I snuck suggest. a little Mississippi State in there and uh, was a loser. What yes. I would suggest is that for you to just remain a man of the people and and understand the plight of the average better, I think that it should be a mandatory Tyler makes one parlay bet a weekend. It doesn't have to be a big, a full unit. You do it for 10 or $15, okay, okay. right? That way, A, you just feel the rush that we all feel. Sure. And it, again, reminds you of what the, you know, the plight of the average gambler is and what the real people are going through. Well, Will, you know, I like to occasionally put on the old sneakers, walk around with the, with the, with the people, be a man of the people. Yeah. Take a walk uh, through the old neighborhood. Why not? I'll take a walk through the neighborhood once a week. I'll give it a parlay. Why not starting this week? I'll have a little a little sprinkle for a parlay. How about that? A every sprinkle. Week? Little, little, little a parlay little parlay sprinkle. sprinkle. And I'm going to yeah. start giving out my my uh, my square uh, my my four square uh, perfect uh, square. You know, uh, parlay of the week as well because the fact that I deprived the people of it this weekend was rough. But they, they need you the did picks. mention they need the picks. You did mention that Mississippi State was uh, was the one that blew up yours, and that was one yeah. of, one of both of our losing picks, and that was a shame because first of all, a great win for Brian Kelly, especially in that second half. They they played really great. They ran the ball great, um, but disappointing loss for for. Uh, Mississippi State, I think. I, I feel like they had some opportunities and and they didn't take advantage of them. Not a great game from Will Rogers. Um, and Mr. You know, Rogers, uh, hard to win at at Tiger Stadium. That's for sure. I think that's that's kind of the main key there. Is that that's well, not a place where a lot of teams can go in and win. After the game, I, I don't usually most of my handicaps, most of my picks, not on not because I want to stay stubborn, but it's because I like my process. I think most of the time I'm on the right side of handicaps. Sometimes they win, sometimes they lose, but when you're wrong or when you're off for certain reasons, I think it's important to go back and identify why that is. And after the game was over, just saying it out loud, just watching, I almost felt so stupid just saying, okay, even though LSU didn't look good their first game, their roster clearly, I mean, look, it's not like they they just suddenly drop off. I think they've got a, a good enough roster. You look at their recruiting classes as of late, the, the transfers, that Brian Kelly brought in this year. I think too much has been made of that defensive injury, even though he was a very good defensive lineman who got hurt last week, his knee, when he was celebrating. But anyway, just saying it out loud, Brian Kelly against Mike Leach at home. Right, should have been a slam dunk, right? But but, but it seems so easy. As a two-point dog. (laughs) I don't want to be so retroactive, you know, because if it were that easy, then we shouldn't have made that a bet. But... that's why I think I was wrong is I didn't identify and give enough credit to Brian Kelly being able to win these games. And I was sitting there thinking that during the game going, you know, we, I've been following, you know, the narrative, which has been not a good team. He's slow to, 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 you know, get his idea across. They're going to have to learn. They made a lot of mistakes in the first half against Florida state. Didn't know if that was going to continue, but 
you know, he still wants to win those games. And the pressure he felt after that reporter said, you know, well, maybe we'll be on time if you start winning games. You know, <laughs> right. I, I think that, that that kind of like meant more to him than we may have given it credit for. I don't know. I think all that kind of fired him up. And it, it just seems stupid to me to just kind of throw all that aside and just be like, oh, Mississippi State to play because they have been looking good lately. And I thought their offense would have more success. But I, I, I didn't, you know, love how I got there after the fact. So that was my take. Yeah, no. I totally agree. I mean, I can't say how many times I lose a bet and you're right. Like you can always just play, you know, revisionist history with your bets, but sometimes there's like something so glaring where you're just like, why didn't I, why did I overlook this? Or why didn't I see that? And you're right. Two point home underdog for Brian Kelly against Mike Leach. Probably not going to be something that bodes well for Mike Leach over the long, you know, over the long run, if they play a lot, you know what I mean? And so, but even still, I mean, Mississippi State had their chances. To me, like it was, it was actually eye-opening that that LSU was able to run the ball on them so well in the second half. Considering their offensive line is like the weak point of the team, and you and Mississippi State should have a good defense. But also LSU's secondary stopping what Mississippi State wanted to do, and, and it wasn't. Yep. And Will Rogers was behind on a couple of throws, and, and you could identify. I haven't seen his player grades yet, but you could identify him being the problem on a lot of those third downs. But, the, but they gotten themselves into a lot of those third and sevens, third and eights. I just think a lot wasn't working. Brian, we talked last week about how much Brian Kelly was going to be involved in that game plan. And I don't know if we got that question answered because I didn't see anything on the sideline. I didn't, I didn't read any articles that they confirmed how much he was in there. But one thing we do know is LSU can adjust their game plan quickly, do a lot of different things, and this could be a versatile defense. So let's not go the other way now and say LSU is this great team, but let's let's remember who their coach is. I think he's easily a top five coach in college football. And, you know, they're probably looking towards the over for their win total right now for everyone who took that in the preseason. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, uh, I, you know, I, I need to see more again before LSU becomes just like a team that I'm picking, you know, constantly. And obviously there's lots of factors that go into it. But like to me, LSU is still kind of a question mark. And we didn't know what they were. We didn't know what Florida State was. And like the Florida State game was what we were basing everything off of. And luckily, you and I both, you know, ended up picking Florida State in their game against Louisville. I was very nervous about that pick. And to Florida State's credit, like, again, they are like vastly improved. They beat a Louisville team on the road, Louisville's first home game of the year. And Jordan Travis gets hurt. I don't think there's an update on what his injury is like. But for Jordan Travis to get hurt, I think in the second or third quarter, and Florida State still come out. Florida State outscored that team 21 to to 10 in in the second half. Um, I'm actually very impressed with Florida State. And I don't think that they're going to be competing for – an ACC championship game. But to me, like, this is a good team. I'm surprised that they didn't creep up into the, uh, the top 25 rankings with, that, uh, in the AP that, that just came out. But Florida state's good. They're a dangerous team. If Jordan Travis remains healthy, um, it they're going to be able to stay in a lot of games. High ankle sprain. Um, yeah. And so usually those aren't very lead. good. Yeah. Usually, you know, a high ankle sprain is something that takes a little longer to heal than, you know, a regular, a lower sprain you could say, but very impressive win for Florida State. Things do not look good for Scott Scatter, Scott Satterfield in uh, in Louisville. And we might as well segue from that to like a really quick uh, side note, ask the fire because um, Herm Edwards, the news came out today, they're parting, Arizona State parting ways with him, Ooh. which is a polite way of saying they're firing him because finally, I think some things from this NCAA investigation are, are, are coming down. And so Herm Edwards out at Florida State. So now we have two major 
or semi-major programs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, me play, let me play some Masses of Fire real quick. Hang on. Okay. Uh, hi, I want six tickets to Asses of Fire. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we, you know, we have those are two Arizona State and Nebraska are big programs. And now we have those with with openings and people are going to start wondering, you know, who is going to fill in those positions. And I also want to segue that into one of the names that was thrown around a lot this weekend due to their performance. Um, but I actually think that this is a name, like a name people should keep an eye on is Lance, uh, Lance Leipold, the head coach of Kansas. Oh. Kansas starts out 3-0. and They went out right. They went out right at Houston. Huge win for the program. That would uh, suck Kansas- for Kansas if he left like that. He- <laughs> <laughs> it would. It would. But, I mean, look, if the guy can go in and start winning immediately at Kansas, he is he is someone that, frankly, Nebraska and Arizona State should, should maybe just make a call to and, right. and kind of dig into further. And so, I mean – not gonna lie, the Kansas all white road jerseys with those helmets, like can't, well, they've to, always been they've always been a first team all jersey. I mean, they've always been right. yeah. They have great colors, um, great helmets, and so. But I I think that they're just a fun team to watch. They have a really good offense. They light up. You know, I think they're top three in the country in points per game right now. We've got to get and, some some Kansas swag for the studio. We do need Kansas yeah. swag because I'm saying this is just like how last year, and I, or maybe it was the year before that, that Smitty and I just jumped on the Coastal Carolina train. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm seeing myself as a Kansas fan all of a sudden. Okay. I'm rooting for them. But what about and basketball so, season? Are you going to stay on that or is it just, just for no, football? No, 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 okay, no. Good, this good. is strictly football. Yeah. I don't root for, for Jayhawks basketball because they're not like Kansas football is so bad that like it, no one's ever going to be like, oh, wow, you like, you know, you're a Kansas fan. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we, we always got to make sure it's Kansas football gear then. Yes, indeed. So, but Kansas gets the win. They're three and zero. They're on top of the Big Twelve, um, and they actually have another uh, big matchup this weekend, I believe. So, uh, excited for that. Well, hey, um, every big matchup is a big matchup when you're a good football team. So, of course, they're uh, <laughs> of course they do. And th- that's a quote that should be framed on the wall. Every big matchup is a big matchup. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, goodness gracious. L- let's see here. We got uh, Arkansas almost lost to Missouri State. Now, I'm surprised that I did, I wasn't paying attention to this one. I, all I saw, you know, last week when we were breaking down games was Missouri State versus Arkansas. I didn't even put a second thought into it. I didn't realize that Bobby Petrino, former Arizona head coach, uh, legend in Fayetteville, uh, is the head coach at Missouri State, and he almost went in to to Fayetteville and and took down the Hogs. Um, Air, you know, yeah. uh, Arkansas scored 21 points in the fourth quarter and ultimately got the win. Didn't cover, but uh, a scary, scary moment if you're a Hogs fan. You know the new stadium entrance they do at Missouri State since he got hired. The mascot comes in on a motorcycle. Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no fucking no. That'd just be kidding. so good. The, and they all wear neck braces. They all run out in <laughs> neck braces. I mean, just legendary. Yeah. Such a legend in Arkansas, and so. Uh, that was a wild game. Um, one of my favorite games from the weekend. Thankfully, one again that, that you and I were on the right side of. Uh, Washington just completely put put the work to Michigan State. This Husky team feels really good. I think they're probably going to crack the top twenty-five in the new. I, maybe they did in the new uh, AP rankings. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I saw they come out. They came out, but I haven't taken a, a deep dive into them yet. But this Washington team is good, Tyler. Yeah, they're the real deal. Uh, you knew that DeBoer, when he brought uh, Michael Penix over, was yep. going to find success. The question was how much and and you know how effective would that offense be? I, I do have question marks about their defense if we're going to put them in that category of being an elite contender from the Pac-12. Can that right. defense hold up over the course of a season with these different concepts they're trying to introduce? And, you know, Washington always has been a defensive first, seemingly, 
defensive right. first team. That's how they've won. With this new emphasis on offense, is the defense going to slide back eventually? That would be my one concern if you're a, a, a Washington fan looking for you know them to at least compete on that elite level in the Pac-12. Now, let, let, let's be honest here. Their expectations have risen. We're, we're talking about them being contenders with USC now, right? Are, are, isn't that like where we're getting back to? Because if we rewind one year from now, most people, including myself, who were really focused on the analytics were so excited about Washington, okay? And then, I think we talked about this last week, but they bring DeBoer over. He looks, you know, things look immediately different. So they've got the roster for it. They've got the coaching staff for it. Why not put them in that category? You know, a lot of people still talk shit about the Pac-12 and not put them there. I think they deserve to be in the conversation, though. But that's why I brought up the defensive issues. That would be my one you know, yeah, kind of concerned. I, I, I don't know how much the issues are. Cause, I mean, yeah, look, ultimately they gave up 28 points. I didn't points. mean defensive issues. I meant potential no, no, down I, the road. I know I what just, you're saying. I just said that incorrectly. They are more like offensive heavy, it seems, this year, which you're right. We're not used to seeing. You know, Michigan State did score 14 points in the fourth quarter. That felt like at that point the game was already kind of out of reach and, and they were they were just kind of desperate. I don't know if it was like fully garbage time. I wouldn't call it that. But um, you're right. I mean, look, Michael Penix tore up the, the Spartan – uh, secondary at almost 400 yards, four touchdowns. Um, you know, the, the Michigan State secondary, I, I think, is the weak point of that defense, and it's going to continue to be an issue when they play teams like, you know, Ohio State, Michigan. Um, if I'm not sure if they play Purdue again this year, but last year Purdue just torched their secondary. And until they can get those things right, you know, teams that are pass-heavy are, are going to be able to, you know, get a lot of yards on that Michigan State defense. So, um, but yes, I mean, huge, huge, Turnout or a huge weekend actually for the Pac-12 North, especially Oregon blows out BYU. We were both on the wrong side of that one. And, um, you know, for Oregon and Washington to, to have such a big weekend, you know, th- that bodes well for at least, you know, the overall health of, of the Pac-12, I think. Uh, the Pac-12 is going to be all offense, no defense, I think. Come the end of the season, it's going to be really, really high, which, which can win in, in today's game, but... I mean, USC's yeah. defense, I think, a little overrated right now. Um, totally agree. Yeah, they're, they're not very good. No, they, they they snuck one out against uh, Fresno, right? Didn't Fresno? Yeah, and Fresno, have a late Fresno plays them tough constantly. So, you know, like uh, that was a dangerous game. And for USC to go out and cover still, you know, was impressive. But Did they USC's just going to be in a lot of track meets. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a really good offense and their defense is not not very good. So it, it remind, this is just like, I think you said it last week. This is just oh, like what, what we I? saw. At, at Oklahoma with uh, what am I with, talking with Lincoln about? Riley forty five seventeen. I don't know what the hell. Yeah, they they. Well, it was close early, especially. I don't. I, I I don't know about you, but like I think I fell asleep before that game was over, so it could have been that. But yeah, um, was, yeah I mean, look, Bo Nix had five touchdowns for Oregon, so major redemption game uh, for Bo Nix. Confidence is back. booster. Wow, Heisman. Bo Nix, Heisman. Bo Nix is back. Heisman Bo Nix is back. But that, that's what Bo Nix has always done. He's he's going to have a great game, and he's going to follow it up with a dud, and he's going to have a great game. The, the tough thing is predicting when those great games are going to be sneak their way in there. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think as long as the, anytime he plays Georgia, let's just predict it's not going to be well, a great game. I mean, can't and we say that about most there. quarterbacks? Yes, yeah, but that's the basic rule of thumb. And so, you know, solid weekend for us for some Pac-12 teams. Uh, speaking of you know, uh, Bo Nix being back. Texas, luckily, uh, is able to, I think they ultimately covered against, um, yeah, they did cover against uh, UTSA. It was dangerous early. UTSA, I think, had a 17-7 lead early. I couldn't watch this game because it was on the Longhorn Network, which is the only channel I can't find games for, which is really frustrating. But, um, you know, Texas, uh, you know, 
they ended up pulling out late. They are, they're still back. <laughs> they're still, they're still here. They were back last week, but for them to not lose to UTSA just means they're still here. They haven't left just yet. So I'm, I'm looking up as Texas back yet. Yeah. Give, I mean, I, I, I don't trust that website percentage personally, um, but it, it's still a solid, you know, we need multiple data points here. It says nope, 20%. I think, I think we're way past 20%, but okay. again, you know, Where would it's you good to have it? multiple Where is your points. is Texas back meter right now? They're at 63%. Okay. So they're mostly back. It's passing. Oh, um, but, you know, I need to see more before they get bumped up to like a C or B grade. Um, so, but yeah, for, uh, you know, for them to survive that scare against tough UTSA team, uh, very good job staying in Texas. A&M gets the win against Miami at home. They also co- cover uh, the move to Max Johnson, our quarterback, I think, is a is a good sign for A&M. Lefties um, always look so weird. I think that lefties just are uh, strange at quarterback. That's my take. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's the, I agree. It's it's difficult for you know play <laughs> play calling duties especially probably because everything has to boot the other way if you're going to be running i actually was thinking about stuff, that you know? in all seriousness yeah i was like they have to change the whole offense like flip it around now it's got to be a little tough on the players i almost but. yeah that might be an advantage uh against the defense because most you know defensive teams are used to playing right-handed quarterbacks you know yeah, right yeah. a little something to think about hey, uh, little, food little, for thought food oh, food uh, for thought tyler florida barely escapes against south florida they honestly this game was probably going to go to overtime if it wasn't for that horrible snap at the end that, that pushed south florida out of field goal range yeah. um florida just escapes with their life talk about a turnaround from week 1 went over utah now they they you know they lose to kentucky they almost lose to south florida at home um I don't know if, you know, I mean, we, we say it every week, don't overreact to stuff. But at this point, Florida stock is is plummeting from where it was after week one. Oh, totally. Um, and, and this was a flat spot. Now, for those who follow us on social media, um, I actually ended up adding this game after the show last week. And I felt yep. you know bad about it. But sometimes, you know, a lot of these good things come up later in the week. And, and I want to put it out there if I find a good bet. So I, I ended up posting it on uh, as part of the graphic we put up every week on yeah. our uh, Twitter account at CFB underscore pod and then on uh, Instagram college football tailgate. So give us a follow if you're not already. But uh, the, that was you know part of the reason why, Will. I actually don't think that we should downgrade Florida that much because huge flat spot for them. They had two you know, sure. b- big games. They come play back and play South Florida at home, who South Florida, I actually downgraded this year so far. They have not looked very good this year. And then they go at Tennessee next week. So it was a real bad sandwich. Definitely spot for, a tough spot. Yeah, horrible spot for them. And uh, so it was just a spot, in my, in my opinion, to fade them. So uh, I, I'm going to be looking to play on them. Now, Tennessee's a very good team. We've talked about this earlier. Uh, we've you know, been saying it for the last couple weeks that they had some value. I don't know if that's still there. I think a lot of people have caught up with the volunteers, but I think that Florida was in a kind of a sandwich spot. So right now, where do you lean on that game next week? Do you know what the spread is? I can look it up. I think it opened at like nine, maybe like okay. eight or nine uh, for, for Tennessee. Um, I don't know. I mean, look, I, I certainly hope some money comes in on Florida because I'd love to have that line drip down. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was closer to seven, but um, I would definitely lean Tennessee just because, I think that, you know, again, I don't trust what this Florida offense has shown me Tennessee outside of week one. is minus nine and a half. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's a big number, for especially for a rivalry game and a divisional game like this. Right. And you're probably right. Like, part of what why Florida, you know, maybe didn't look very good against South Florida, they, they could have been just game planning for Tennessee the whole time. And this could be week one all over again uh, when it comes to, to, you know, them upsetting Tennessee. But 
Let me get my power. Um, I, 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 I would lean Vols, but yeah, there's some really interesting early lines out there. And, and by Wednesday, you know, these numbers will have, have shifted a lot. Um, and so I, that's going to be one that is going to be a huge game next week. And I'm really excited to break it down when we record on Wednesday. Um, speaking of and breaking two, down games, two, two Tyler. Seconds, two seconds. I want to just come on power rankings real quick for that game right now. All right. So uh, Tennessee and then... So, yeah, I've got Tennessee, and, and these are based on last week. I just grabbed the ones in the studio here from last week, so these do need to be upgraded. But I've got Tennessee about about ten, about eight points better, according okay. to last week's rankings. And that game is where? Is that, that, it's that at, game Tennessee. at Tennessee? Yeah, so, so, okay. let, so, so these teams know, let, let's give Tennessee two points for, for home field or, or so. These, team know, these teams know each other well. Florida's going to have a lot of fans there. So let's say two points. Has Florida played a, an away, this is going to be their first away game too because they played Utah at home. I'm pretty sure they played Kentucky at home too, didn't they? Um, yeah, let's they did three home games. Now this is going to be their first road game. For the Gators, yeah, that's tricky. That's a tough spot too. So yeah, yeah. I mean, but, early. I mean, early analysis. I'd be leaning Tennessee, but I'm not willing to give so, out that but pick my, just yeah, yet. So it's around ten right now for what I have it. So it is actually pretty close. But like you said, we'll have to dive in. We'll uh, do a deep dive on next week's show. But a lot of good games next week. I'm getting excited for. Uh, oh, for sure. Uh, and I hope we get more bet board games. Tyler, uh, we should cover the bet board game. Uh, Penn State just blows the doors off of Auburn. Certainly not Horrible. what I expected. But my my basically my whole point wasn't even that I had a lot of faith in Penn State, but we'll talk about that because I actually think Penn State looks really good right now. Potentially top 10 team, good. Um, but my whole thing was like, I'm not going to bet on on a TJ Finley team until he ever shows me he's good. Well, and he was terrible again. And the Auburn offense was terrible. Okay. TJ Finley didn't look very good. And I, I, I'm starting to slowly come over to your side of the aisle with Brian Harson. Like maybe I'll, <laughs> you know, I, seriously, like I don't want to, yep. I'm not dying on the Brian Harson Hill. And I think that if he doesn't start showing up in some of these games, not, he doesn't have to win every SEC game, but he has to start right. competing. And look, the Alabama game is sort of weird. Like it's almost like Auburn. Whoever's coaching him is going to show up in that game every year. It's it's kind of a For strange sure. thing. The Iron it's Bowl. The Iron Bowl. Yeah, but but he's got to do a better job. And my faith in him. And, and they did show a couple things that TJ Finley missed some early passes. If you saw the 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 uh, one of their first drives, who he had an open player in the end zone. But like we've talked about before. That's also on the head coach. It's not like, hey, oh, he can't sure. do anything. It's like, no, we're betting on that coach to set them up, have them understand, you know, go through the progressions. And so a lot of this is on Harson. And you know, it's funny. You notice the little differences between Penn State and Auburn and James Franklin and Brian Harson because that's why I think Penn State at the end of the year does have the talent to be there. And, and, and they just do the little things right. Like they're just coached to whenever there's a scramble and whenever. Clifford just started kind of drifting to the right. Naturally, the the underneath receiver running back would glide with him. They give him open receivers. And, right. and a lot of people out there may say, yeah, that's obvious. A lot of teams do that. It's not as obvious when you watch them play. You would think more teams would do that, but it doesn't happen all the time. Penn State's so right. well coached. Everyone knows exactly where they're supposed to be. And I, I will say, James Franklin got beat up for a long time. And he got a, a, a and he the spotlight was on him so much because it's Penn State. They were, you know, he took over a, a weird situation after O'Brien left it. And he, in my opinion, has done very, very well there. Now, do we expect Penn State every season to be in the top 10? Like, I think that's not, I think like 8th to 15th every season is certainly realistic 
expectation for Penn State. I don't know about top eight every year. If you can get that kind of competition year after year, right. you compete with Alabama, Florida, you know, all, all these teams in the, I don't know why I put Florida in there, but you know, all the teams in the South, but either way, yep. my point here is I think that he's done a really good job and I'm really impressed with, with what I see. And I mean, in terms of the future and, 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 and value, I don't know where he's going to be in the market, but I like his teams and, and I, I would feel comfortable taking James Franklin teams now a lot more than I would two, three years ago. He's just gotten yeah. a lot of things right. It seems like from trial and error, it seems like he's gotten beat into like, not, you know, <laughs> I, I, I know it's a weird phrase, but like, it's just been like over and over that he just, some guys, some coaches get it. And some coaches make the, the changes that result in teams winning consistently. And some coaches don't. And I think James Franklin is a good coach and it's showing up on the field. That was just my takeaway watching the game. Maybe it was just a bad Auburn defense, but that was my takeaway. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, I, they definitely played like how I think James Franklin teams want to play, which is like they dominate the line of scrimmage. I mean, like Sean Clifford definitely played great. He only threw the ball 19 times and didn't even have any passing touchdowns. They dominated on the ground game. I can't believe like, he got up after that hit in the first drive. I, he, yeah, <laughs> good. I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot about that. He got blasted on that yeah. drive. And t I mean, tough kid, obviously. And he played great, but like he wasn't asked to go out and throw the ball 45 times. Like they, they were running it down Auburn's throat. Um, they they have a lot of talented running backs there that the freshman Nick Singleton is ridiculous. He had 124 yards and two touchdowns on only 10 carries, which is ridiculous. And so, <laughs> you know, I, again, I don't know. It could just be that Auburn is really bad. It could be that Penn state is a top 10 team. And, and to me, they looked like that to go on and, you know, however good or bad Auburn is to go on the road at a tough sec school where the fans are loud. It's not an easy place to go get a win and to dominate like that is huge. And it, as a Michigan fan, it scares me. It makes me nervous about that Penn state oh, game. Stop. Um, stop being that you, you just, I'm not sure that I'm new existence. Cause you, I'm not sure that I'm ready to start like, uh, throwing the, uh, the accolades and, and, and the praise down on, on James Franklin, because to me, like he's just inconsistent. He has games like these. And then next week he'll go and, you know, play like shit against Maryland or whoever it is. You know what I mean? And so I want to see him do it on a consistent level first, before I start, talking about him nicely like that, but I mean, they looked fantastic on Saturday. Yeah. I can't, I can't lie. Absolutely. Um, that was a big one. And so that again, glad one. to finally get a, uh, a bet board victory there. Okay. Um, okay. Well, you want to, to talk to get more one about and get that a lead. You know, who else uh, was glad to get a victory? Finally was, was Marcus Freeman and the Notre Dame fighting Irish. Oh, they, God. they beat barely. Cal barely. Um, they also actually, that to be fair, yeah, they played poorly and Cal had every chance in that game. Also, if you were betting, if you bet on Cal against the spread like I did, um, you should also count your lucky stars because there were two plays at the end there that were very nearly touchdowns. Like Notre Dame almost scored on the last play of the game. No way. It was called, <laughs> that was called back because like it was like an interception or a fumble, but the quarterback's knee was just barely down. Uh. So and Notre Dame still almost covered there. But again, my whole point with Notre Dame is that like, after the performances we saw the first two weeks to have them be all of a sudden be, you know, still a 12 point favorite. Uh, I didn't see that. And now we're seeing that the, the early line, by the way, no Notre Dame plays at North Carolina next week. North Carolina is a one and a half point home favorite there. <laughs> and so that, oh, and even still funny. like, you know, I I'm very interested again, like there's so many good games for us to break down next week. But um, Notre Dame, at least, you know, Marcus Freeman gets a win. He didn't even look happy after that win. And that at least tells me that he's he's not dumb because he shouldn't have felt happy after that win. Wow. That's interesting. We're I'm gonna I can't wait to to do a little homework on that one. I, I'm I'm leaning right now with North Carolina. 
I, th- I am too. I so think, actually, I think the belly is gonna. Should, should I start calling him sh- fat bastard? Any <laughs> people who know that is because I'm not being. It's he's a movie There's character some. from uh, Austin Powers. Yeah, I'm no, get in my belly. Get in my belly. So it's funny time. that you say you're leaning uh, North Carolina because I actually am too. And since it's not Wednesday, so I don't normally uh, give out picks, but I already made it like the early lines. Some early lines are out, not for every game. Mm-hmm. I already took a square 14 parlay based off of early lines. Ooh. North Carolina was one of them. Okay. Do you want to hear? I'm just going to give this one out for the Do fans. It. Why you not? don't have to ride with it. These numbers could move uh, very, very fast, but here's the, the parlay I've got. Uh, for Saturday already. And I'll give out another one Wednesday. This isn't my one for the week, but right. Michigan minus 17 uh, at home against Maryland. Um, I, Michigan, I think is still going to blow the doors off of them. Maryland hasn't shown me enough to prove that they're yeah. physical enough to compete with a team like that. Baylor minus one and a half at Iowa State. I'm fading the, the great Matt Campbell. Uh, Tyler will love that. North Carolina minus one and a half at home against Notre Dame. And then Rutgers plus eight at home against Iowa. Oh! How, how, how Iowa is an eight and a half point road favorite against anyone yeah. right now is crazy. Consider, yeah. I mean, yeah, they got to win finally against Nevada or whoever, but we know the Iowa offense is terrible. So th- those are the four it. I'm giving out currently. I like so, it. I like it. Yes, I'm into it. Yes. Um, any other games you wanted to talk about, Tyler? I think we covered all no. the, uh, the, the big ones. I don't, I don't believe so. Uh, I did notice one thing, though. We are uh, the next NCAA football game comes out mid June, right? Middle of June. Yeah, we're less than a year, middleish of June. We we are nine months away, so we are. Uh, ex- so actually, I'm glad. You, yeah, yeah. So we're, that should we're if exactly you're, nine months away from uh, from NCAA. Basically, what Tyler is saying is, if you're maybe planning on starting a family, you should wait a few months because you don't want to have the awful timing of a new baby being born at the exact same time that NCAA comes back exactly. out. So give it a few months before you, you know, decide to do the baby planning. Okay. Exactly. We're uh, we're just we're here again. We're here for the people. Just that just makes me so happy. Yes, we are spreading the information. We are here for the people <laughs> and. I, I can't, you know, we've talked about this before many times because we're so excited about this video game. If it's just awful, I it will it will break my heart even more than the fact that it was gone forever. I'd rather have it not come back than have it come back and be terrible. You would have happens. rather you would rather not love than have loved and be hurt, right? Well, I already have and loved and lost. It's now it's like now it's yeah. like if that comes back and it's even worse. <laughs> okay, then, but hold on. Can it really be that bad? Even if it is sort of the same as Madden in like that Madden way. Madden is so okay, bad. But, but but it's it's still college football, right? So we still have the ability to start the franchises. In, in, yeah, I mean, I'm in, still going to play. You're yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. We're still going to play. Gonna so hours. it can't be that bad. Even but if it sucks, it it's so never going to be that, that bad. It was the NCAA football game, and it was good. Yes, and if it's just exactly. the NCAA football game, but it's bad, you're right. Well, I'm still going to play. But not only that, I'm just going to have I'm going to have like controller throwing moments because yes, of how stupid that yes. game is. And the reason is, and the reason why it's going to suck for me is because if it were physics based and it were you know actual legit game like it used to be, you know I would whoop you because when I play with that free safety, I you, <laughs> you can't throw the ball on up. me. You can't throw That's the ball on me. That's such a fucking lie, dude. Yeah, I want this to the, let the record show Tyler did used to play with the free safety and then by the end of the time that you and I were playing, you were playing with a linebacker <laughs> or a defensive <laughs> no, lineman every time. No, yes. No, yes. No, if you're true. playing as a free safety, I'm going to chew you up every time. Man, I, so. can't, I can't wait for the new game to come out to get this all on actual video so we can uh 
teach oh, yeah. the kids I out there how let the who, record show let who, the court who, see exactly who, what's happening exactly. so yeah. um listen uh tyler mentioned it before follow us on twitter at cfb underscore pod follow us on instagram uh, you know tyler gave out a late pick that he didn't give out on the show but guess what it was a winner and so if you were following then you'd have that one right now in your pocket so uh, again follow us on social media uh give us five star reviews on whatever podcast app you're listening to thank you for listening and we'll see you guys wednesday have a great uh, have a great rest of your week